Hi, and welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi of the Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Something like 450 <laughs> some episodes. I, I don't remember anyway, but it's uh, September 2023. It's State Fair time, Tracy. My favorite month of the year. Yeah. I love September, not just State Fair, but it's just such beautiful weather. We have such great, great weather in September and nice cool mornings and warm afternoons. Most good. people, you know, that have lived here in New Mexico always say fall is my favorite time of year. And I, you know, I, I think we can see why, right? It's, you know, it's, it's warm days, cool nights and mild, you know, it's, it's just a great time of year. Anyway. So speaking of that, I'm yeah. going to go show a house in a little bit. So I won't even be here for the whole, sh whole show today. What you're going to bail out on me. I am, but isn't it great? I love it when I have people from out of area who get to appreciate the beautiful weather that we have and yeah. I get to show them our beautiful homes and neighborhoods. So yeah. it's yeah. um it's like perfect. I mean, how could somebody not love our area when it's like it is right now? No, yeah. for sure. Um, Tracy, we're going to talk about a few things uh, related to real estate because that's what we do is we talk about real estate here in the Albuquerque area and of course uh, nationally as well. Um, Tracy, I participated on a panel up in Rio Rancho, just talking about housing, Rio Rancho and what's going on there. But, you know, it's kind of the the overall market. Um, we can talk about that. Um, there is an interesting question of the week that came up. It's like, how do you measure a house? How do you actually calculate square footage of a property? So we're going to go into that. Um, I've got some latest stats. On, of course. Uh, well, not just stats. I've got the local stats, but I also have some a national uh, forecast on both uh, national home prices as well as national mortgage rates. And I want to start um, with that kind of conversation, Tracy, and, and get your get your thoughts on these, because this is a list I came up with. And I was I was at this event um, the other day, you know, talking about the, the housing market. And oh, by the way, if you want to get a hold of us, we're the Venturi Group at Real Broker at 505-448-8888. I forgot about that. Phone number is always a good thing. Yeah. Or you can see us online, welcomehomeabq.com. You can message us there or uh, just give us a call. But we were talking about the housing market here in, in Albuquerque in particular, but it, it's also nationally. And I, I, I put together this list of the top things that are kind of affecting or driving the housing market right now in, in real estate. And I think the first and foremost is the lack of inventory. The number of homes on the market is just still at a very, very low number. Very low. Yeah. And then, you know, when we're helping clients, we're still challenged with multiple offers, correct? We are, you know, I would say probably at least three quarters of the properties that we put an offer on have more than one offer. Would you say that's about right? And what, what, what is it about? that makes a home have multiple offers versus a home that doesn't? Because we know not every home is selling right away. Yeah. Well, part of it, I think, is the marketing effort that the realtor who lists the property puts into getting the word out about the house, the quality of the photos, the quality of the information that's out there. But then it's, you know, is the house priced right for the location, the condition? How does it smell when you walk in? How does it feel when you walk in? Is Are the lights on and the curtains open? Because what we know with working with buyers is they pretty much decide if they like or don't like a house about 10 seconds inside the front door, right? Yeah. And it's that feel that they get and how it felt and what the first view is. So, um, getting that house ready for market and presenting it in the best light makes a big difference. 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting situation because you know if, technically, if you look at all the technical data and you look at the numbers, we're in an extremely strong seller's market. But not every home is selling right away. It's but, true. But the the reason we're in a strong seller's market is again this whole idea of lack of inventory, and and along with that is that people aren't listing their homes for sale as often. Right. Right. Well, and part of that, Tigo, obviously is work from home, right? A lot of times if people switch jobs now, they don't necessarily have to move. Right. Right. Whereas in the past, there was a lot more movement associated with job changes. Yeah. So yeah. lots of reasons, but. Yeah. So, so that was kind of my first one was this kind of lack of inventory, less home sales, less homes coming on the market, right? That's kind of one of the big macro things that affecting real estate and housing in particular. Um, and then, of course, the other one's mortgage rates. Right. You know, we're in this now in this kind of seven and a half percent world, even even for a well-qualified uh, um, somebody getting a mortgage, they're looking at seven and a half percent. Yeah. And, you know, Tigo, back when I got into real estate 2001 through whatever, seven and a half was the norm. I know. You know, that was norm. And we, we when we think historically, that's you know, seven and a half percent still pretty good compared to some years. Okay. But I'm going to give you the pushback on that, which is, you know, home prices were at a very, very different place. But incomes were at a very different place too. Yeah. So, fair. I mean, come on, everything's moved. Maybe some things are out of balance, but it seems like things come and go. Okay. And I'm going to argue with you on that because the next thing on my list was affordability. Right. Because. And you're going to say, Albuquerque in New Mexico area is still more affordable than most places right. in the country. It I'm stinks, but it doesn't you. stink as bad. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's not, bad, but not as bad. No. And again, that's one of the big stories nationally is that, you know, homes and just the cost of housing in general, not just uh, purchase, but also rent, uh, renting properties uh, has gone up substantially, especially since, you know, kind of all really, uh, got triggered at the beginning of the pandemic in that that first summer and then it's just continually gone up we had a little bit of pullback but but not that much so right um and and then that's the the yeah. the, the fourth thing is home price of, oh go ahead i i still have to go back to what percentage of somebody's income goes to their housing costs and maybe over time there's a chart you know there is it's for it's that almost but... all-time worst ever other than the 1980s yeah and the 1980s and the early 80s, though, interest rates were like 18% right. for a house. And that's why. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's a different time. And it, it's, uh, it, it, there's this, I got a, just a side note. It's a funny thing. You know, I follow all these economists, especially housing economists and, and, you know, what they're talking about and what they're seeing. And anytime there's good news on the economy, that's kind of bad news for interest rates because right. if the if the economy stays strong, if inflation is still you know a concern, you know mortgages are going to still be expensive. The cost of money is still going to be expensive. So yeah. Anyway, those are just kind of like some big things I'm I'm thinking about in the housing market. And, and what and it, was the fourth thing? Or the oh, the fourth thing was just home price appreciation. Right. You know how we've had this kind of unprecedented home price appreciation over the last four years. We did have a slowdown in appreciation here in Albuquerque from, let's say, May of last year through December of last year. But since the beginning of this year, it's, you know, home prices have continually gone up. We kind of seem like, and I'll get to this in our, our local update, but it does seem like maybe we've hit a little bit of plateau, a seasonal plateau this this right now in September. Um, but no, no 
you know, big downturn, no crash for sure. Nothing like that. So, right. Right. Um, so, uh, I saw, I saw something interesting. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. You know, Zillow, we are, um, you know, we, we're premier agents with Zillow, the best of Zillow, or, you know, they give us all those great accolades every month, which is awesome. Um, but they, they also do a lot of, uh, statistics which that's your job so i could hardly even say the name you know, they're but pretty good at statistics i gotta say they do they put out great stuff and they just did a, a report by zillow with a survey that found 83 percent of u.s pros prospective home buyer buyers considered climate risks like flooding fires extreme temperatures and hurricanes when choosing a new home which you think about in new mexico you know, we don't have to think about that very much, do we? I mean, no. we do have to think about flooding here and there because some areas along the Rio Grande are still in the floodplain, but we don't get like a, a tropical storm that comes through and floods. But we do have some people that need flood insurance here. But 83% of those thinking about buying a home are thinking about natural disasters and where they want to live. It's interesting when you talk to local insurance people, the biggest claim the biggest issue is hail damage right you know it in of course in in you know we we are new mexico we have mountains right we are we do have part of the rocky mountains and so we do have those mountainous areas and we do get wildfires and that's that's the other thing yeah. um but it's you know in those are generally densely not as densely populated areas so yeah. it, it is interesting i saw the story and um a lot of debate on that. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. So, well, and the thing is, the majority of today's home buyers are Gen Z and millennials, and they're more likely, according to the statistics, than other generations to consider a climate risk when deciding where to buy. Yeah. The, the debate I saw on that, what exactly is a climate risk? What exactly does that mean? There was a whole big thing again in the, in the, what I call a housing Twitter. Um, that I follow all the housing people on on Twitter talking right. about it. So it's an interesting, interesting conversation. So the question of the week. Yes. How is square footage calculated? I know that there's different standards. There's ANSI standards, which is what the uh, National yeah, Society uh, of hold on. ANSI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what ANSI stands for. A-N-S-I. I don't remember. Oh, um, you're going to put me on the spot. But now. they... Yeah. It doesn't matter. They, everybody just says ANSI. So yeah. it's it's uh, under their guidelines, right? Well, and let me let me just put a caveat on this. So um, last year, I guess, 2022, Fannie Mae, which is one of the big, you know, entities that that funds a lot of the mortgages in, in the country, they put out and said, from now on going forward, um, appraisers will use ANSI Z765-2021. Rules, guidelines, guidelines rules for measuring properties and in intent and it's a good intent and, and what's happened with that even though fannie mae is the only one that really said that everybody else has kind of followed the same suit uh, freddie mac fha va you know everybody's kind of so we have a standardized way to measure a house and so measuring versus what counts for square footage so under the ansi guidelines obviously how is it calculated versus what qualifies as part of the square footage, right? And the standard is it's heated square footage, interior finished space that is provided with a permanent heating system. So interior, so if they have a heated garage, that's not considered interior livable space. They didn't Correct. say the word livable, but usually it includes livable, heated, 
indoor space. Well, and it does, and, and it in has the, to be finished space too, right. not just heated. Not so like an attic that has heat. Or something. Correct, yeah. correct. It's finished space. And so some of those key points, we've had people before where they've maybe added on a room or a sunroom and they have a plug-in heater. While in our area, uh, AC is not required, a cooling system is not required for it to be livable space, but heating is. Correct. Right. But it can't just be a plug in. It has to be hardwired heating. Permanent heating. Right. Yeah, it can't Permanent. be a space heater. It can't even be a plug in, you know, baseboard heater that's maybe mounted to the wall. It has to be hardwired. Um, what about? And well, also on the sunroom thing, it has to be, again, kind of like finished interior space. It has to be this, of a high quality, similar yeah, to the quality yeah. of the home. There you go. Thank right? you. Um, what about, you know, if it's heated with wood or pellet stove or something as the heat source? That counts. It does count because that is a permanent heating source. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought I was putting you on the spot. Oh, there. no, no, no. There, there's other guidelines and stuff like um, uh, the height of the room, the the ceiling height. It has to be, uh, I think, I think five foot is the bare minimum to consider. But really, it's like seven foot, you know, if, so, you know, in the old farmhouse I grew up in, the upstairs, of course, where all the kid bedrooms were, yeah. all the all the ceilings in the bedroom sloped up to the peak of the farmhouse. Sure. And then the bedroom that I shared with my sister, Jane, who works with us in real estate, had a very big slope down. How far you guys have come. Yeah. Think about that. Farm girls from Minnesota down in New Mexico. But, you know, it it would qualify because the where it landed on the side wall was high enough up that you could put furniture under it and things. So it was and, and one last thing, one of the most common misunderstandings about measuring square footage on a house is which we're talking about, is that you measure from the exterior. You right. don't measure interior size. So you actually you do get get the thickness of the wall. Even right. if it's a, you know, 12 inch Adobe wall, you get, the, I mean, that is considered part of the square footage. And, it, and again, it's to standardize how we measure homes. So you remember back when I was a new realtor and I was in, I was going to all the classes of how to learn real estate and Bev Hilton, trainer extraordinaire, yeah, Bev Hilton yeah, yeah. Um, did training every week. And one week she took us to a house and said, okay, everybody bring your tape measures and your pads and your lined paper with 10 10 squares in it yep. yeah so each square was yeah two in two feet yeah and we're going to go and show you how to measure and draw a floor plan of a house and know how big it is so you can represent it and that was great learning really um easy to do to put a floor plan together for a single story ranch house that's almost a rectangle yeah. but you get to a two-story house with rounded corners and eaves and the second floor isn't identical to the main floor uh, no, thank you. That's where we, you know, started hiring people. So it's yes. fun stuff. But well, yes. and now we've got technology with, you know, cameras Scanning. with literally LADAR, li LIDAR, LIDAR, where the, it's, it's basically like radar in the camera that measures uh, the Scans house. Scans and puts together yeah. the drawing for yeah. us. So, yeah. but it is exterior. So when we're talking square footage, like you said, it's the exterior. And sometimes those cameras we have to tell them, hey, this isn't a double wall adobe. That wall that you normally think is a two by four construction is two by six or double walled adobe Correct. or single walled. So yeah. we have to let it know so it's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have uh, one thing that came up again, which was somebody applying for a loan 
they got down to um, the plan for a mortgage. It came down to it and they had applied for a credit card during the process oh, and no. it blew them out. So just want to remind everybody, you know, and you know, anybody buying a house or getting a mortgage, they got to be really careful because they can't go out and apply for more credit. They can't move money around. They can't do stuff when they're applying for a mortgage because it could blow up their mortgage. We had that happen recently. So yeah. just a reminder on that. And now I, you get to take us to the end because I do. I'm going to run out and show that great property. All have right. a great weekend, everyone. So I have um, the forecast for the national uh, home prices. This comes out from a, uh, a group called uh, Home Price it's the home price um, expectation survey from Pulsonomics. So Pulsonomics is a big entity. And what they do is they talk to a whole bunch of economists, housing people out there and get take a survey of what everybody's um, seen and what they're expecting. And this is nationally. But uh, just for, for the year, for this year, 2023, expectation is 3.3%. For next year, 2024, 2%, and I've, I've seen some that say maybe negative in 2024, all that's going to have to do with the overall economy as well as um, home price, uh, or excuse me, mortgage mortgage rates. Um, and then for 2025, uh, three, three and a quarter percent. For 2026, three and basically 4%. And then in 2027, 4.2%. You know, overall in Albuquerque, we've seen somewhere around 4% of price appreciation over the long period. Now, we've had some years recently where we've had big price appreciation. In 22, I believe it was 17%, which is unsustainable, uh, as, as you can imagine. That is a big number. And it um, um, the, the good news is, that's pulled down. We're back into single digit price appreciation, but we're still seeing year over year price appreciation. So what I want to jump into now is the local market update for the Albuquerque area and go through what we've uh, just seen here in the Albuquerque uh, Metropolitan Statistical Area, the MSA, which is our four counties, uh, Bernalillo, Sandoval, Valencia, and Torrance. And we look at, you know, all the homes that have sold and we get an idea of, well, you know, what happened. So I'm going to start off with um, uh, prices because these are kind of like the headline numbers. And first and foremost, for uh, the Albuquerque area, again, our whole MSA, the price of a single family detached house, the average price is now 400 and. 20,716. So about 421,000 is now the average price of a home in the Albuquerque area. Again, a detached home. We're not talking about condos or townhomes. Um, that's a big number. That, and that's, that's an all time high. We've never seen a number that high. The last, uh, last time, uh, just, just here in June, a few months ago, it was uh, 415,000. Again, now we're up over 420. Last year in May, we were was another peak. We were at about four hundred thousand. So, home prices continue to go up in the Albuquerque area. Now we had a pullback from May of last year through uh, January, as I talked about earlier. But we again, since the beginning of the year, now we've had this price appreciation. So that was the average price. Median price is now three hundred and sixty thousand. A little bit different than average. So median is you know that mid 
mid number between all the homes that sold in August. And again, we're looking at the um, August data. A um, couple things that are pretty striking, and and this is one we've talked about, and I'm going to talk about again here, is the number of homes being listed for sale. We we saw for August of this year, we saw a decline of about 5%, which is much less of a decline than we've had earlier this year in the sense that uh, we're going to put this in perspective. If we think about what was happening in 2021, or excuse me, 2022 last year, we had our interest rates really spike up at about this time last year. And so a lot of people kind of held steady. They, they stopped putting their homes on the market. Home prices started to deteriorate this time last year. Well, now we're, we're starting to get those year over year numbers that take that into account. So again, number of homes listed for sale is down 5%. However, if we look at it from a 12 month, like over the last year, the number of homes listed is down 20%. So what's happening is people are just not listing their homes as often. People are not moving as often. They're staying put. And I saw a national uh, statistic that says the average time that people are staying in their homes now is somewhere around 14 years. And that's almost double from what it was maybe 10 years ago. So people are definitely staying put longer. And I, I mean, I think we can all understand why is, you know, people that purchased, you know, in 20, 21, 22, uh, or at least the first half of 22, they're probably somewhere in that three, four percent mortgage. Some people have sub three percent mortgage rates. That is very cheap money. You think about that. That's cheaper than what the ten-year uh, bond rate is right now for the for the T-bill. So it's very cheap money. They have low fixed housing costs and it's not going to change for 30 years. So they're not super motivated to um, sell a home and maybe move up to a home that's maybe a little bigger, a little nicer, whatever it is. But now they're doubling their mortgage payment on top of that home prices have gone up. So it's really, uh, I've heard it called the, the, the housing lockdown nationally where people are just staying put and they're just not moving as often. So we're, we're seeing that here in the Albuquerque area as well. Um, I'm going to jump to a couple of numbers here, but just want to remind you, we're listen, you're listening to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi. Without Tracy, she had to leave early. She had to go show a house. So this is Tigo Venturi. If you want to get a hold of us, talk real estate, any questions about your home, home values, you're looking to buy, looking to sell, of course, that's what we do. We're at 505-448-8888. Okay. Let's look at some of this other uh, data here. Um, the number of sales has declined, and again, we're we're you know we're dealing with these higher mortgage rates. People aren't moving as often, and 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 to a certain extent, I've heard people say it this way: is you know the only people that are moving right now are people that really have to. There's not that discretionary home buyer in the sense that well, you know, it'd be nice if I had a little bigger house or I, you know, it'd be great if I had that three car garage instead of two car garage. Well, in the past, people could make that move, make the numbers work, you know, mortgages, you know, mortgage rates or interest rates weren't that much different. Um, but people aren't doing that right now. So people aren't moving as often. So 
for for home sales in the Albuquerque area in August, it was 866 homes. That was single family detached. Let me look at, um, I'll include uh, attached, about 950 homes. Pretty low number. Generally, we've we've averaged somewhere around 1,200 homes per month in the Albuquerque area um, um, selling, um, but but it's it's pretty low. Um, one thing that has happened though is if we look at the number of homes um, for sale, it's it's down. It's down quite a bit, and it's down about 15% from last year. But a lot of those. Um, homes that are on the market are actually new construction homes. So we've seen a, you know, overall, we've seen about a, what did I say, 15% decline in the number of homes on the market. Well, we're, we're actually on previously owned, it's almost like 19%. So the people that own a home that are reselling their homes aren't um, uh, listing as often, but new construction has actually picked up. So we're seeing more new construction homes on the market. Um, one other thing I just wanted to, you know, we, I've been talking about pricing. I've been talking about supply. Let's talk about demand. And, uh, the first place I go to look at that is pending sales. So a pending sale is home goes under contract. Um, and you know, in 30, 45, 50 days, let's say it, it finally closes and exchanges. So, the number of pending sales in August was actually up for the first time in a while for August this year versus August last year. So it tells us that there's still plenty of buyer demand out there. There's still plenty of people that do want to purchase. Um, there's just a lot of challenge with, with uh, the, the number of choices they have right now, but people are buying. The other thing we can track is the number of people actually out looking at homes, what we call foot traffic. And um, foot traffic is uh, also pretty steady. There's there's people out there showing. So if you think about the progression in when looking at market data or, or real estate market data is, okay, how many people out there looking at homes, actually, you know, touring homes, how many people went under contract or pending, and then how many closed? So we can kind of game that out. And so right now we know foot traffic is still steady. We know pendings were actually up. And so that means in the future, we're going to see some, you know, decent amount of closings. On home prices, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out here through the, the rest of the year. If, if seasonal patterns hold true, home prices will probably plateau somewhere around here this time of year in September. And then probably um, maybe even pull back into December, January, which is very common and then we'll see home prices start to uh, increase again next year would be my expectation. And, and going back to the, those national numbers, uh, 2024 is expected to be a lighter year in home price appreciation, but there's very little uh, forecasting for any decline in, in home prices. So a lot of information there. You know, when we talk about people ask me about the market and say, well, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? There's so many different things you have to consider, like the number of people in um, uh, reverse equity positions, right? They're underwater. They owe more than the home is worth. Well, there's not a whole lot of that out there. You know, the other thing is, you know, how many homes are in foreclosures? There's hardly any. It's like we're at an all-time low number of foreclosures. So all the data points point to a uh, continued increase in home prices. 
in here locally in Albuquerque, there's a lot of stuff going on with our economic engine and what's going on with, with growing the economy in the Albuquerque area that is bringing more people in, which again is going to drive uh, demand in my opinion. So there we go. Uh, like I said, a lot of data there. If you're interested in uh, learning about the market, you can go to our website at welcomehomeabq.com. We have all kinds of good data there on what's going on in the real estate world here, and you can dig in and analyze it yourself. Um, you can always reach out to us if you've got any real estate questions. We're at 505-448-8888, and we're the Albuquerque team of Venturi Realty Group of Real Broker. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great weekend. Go to the State Fair if it's uh, if you're listening to this still in September. Take care. Bye-bye.